0: Hey guys, you are listening to FOW Live here. I am Patrick, and here with me is Danny Danger. How's it going, Danny? Hey guys, you are listening to uh, FOW Live here on Podbean app. And I am Patrick, your host, and with me is Danny Danger. How are you doing, Danny? Seems that we may be having a little technical difficulties here as we're waiting for Danny Danger to enter the studio. Uh, But we have uh, a lot of stuff here to talk about with WWE's Hell in a Cell, uh, the second week of the Wednesday Night Wars, as well as the premiere episode of SmackDown on Friday nights on Fox. So just uh, just a few minutes and uh, we'll be on uh discussion here.
1: Hello. I'm trying to hey, call in. Hi. How's it going,
0: Danny? Good.
1: Uh, I clicked the link that it gave me for co-host, and I could hear you, but apparently you couldn't hear me, so I decided to go ahead and call in.
0: Well, funny at enough, least... uh, I, while I'm looking here at the dashboard, uh, you are uh, actually listed as a co-host, and when you called in, you called in as a co-host. So, okay. uh, I think a little bit weird. Uh, this is our second day uh, testing this uh, live uh, method here on Podbean, but it's it's here. We're here, and we're live. Danny, uh, lots to talk about here. Uh, first yes. of all, let's just get it out of the way, you know, because many people have been talking about it, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Hell in the Cell. Eight wow. matches. Yes. So it's shorter than usual.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of the WWE shows as of late have been, you know, they've included three matches on the pre-show, and then you have nine or ten matches on the actual card. Um, a few shorter matches, yes. Um, you know, but... In hopes that just means that each match gets more time, more entrance, a little more bravado. Um,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, the biggest some of the bigger things that people were critiquing were, of course, the the red cell this year. Um, using that again, I guess some people didn't like the red cell. Um, I don't know why. I guess it, it didn't really bother me that much. I don't know why sure it, that, hurt sure some you people
0: bothered- so much. I'm sure it bothered people watching it live with the red lighting. And I, I could see be- people being there live uh, complaining. Like out. in the crowd. Yeah yeah. 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 So there was some good. There was some bad. Of course. Of course. There was some ugly. Oh, of, of always, yes. Um. So let's go down this card. Uh, Did not watch Natalia versus Lady C. Evans. But I heard Natalia won again.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, she won, and then of course it led to the, the you know because a feud never ends at the pay per view anymore, you know. So they had the, uh, another match on on Monday, a last woman standing, um, which Natalia also won. So um, you know, I I don't know if this means that Natty is now moving back into the title picture um, or not. You know, I mean, it seems that we still have unfinished unfinished business with some of our our current people in the title picture, so I don't know where where Natty jumps from from here.
0: Yeah, that that'll be interesting to see what exactly goes on with her. Uh, but let's kick off the main show and we go with start with Becky Lynch, the man defending her Royal Women's Championship against Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match, uh, which I thought was really fun. And here uh, we get D-Man defeating Sasha Banks and retaining her championship. Sasha Banks, of course, has announced uh, got some uh, injuries from the match and will be out uh, for some time. But I thought it was a great opening match and a really fun one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed the match. I was a little surprised that it was the one that started the show, but I guess sometimes, you know, Being the opening match isn't uh, the negative thing that it once was, you know, Uh, especially at at this level. You know, sometimes the opening match is there to uh, set the stage for the rest of the night, you know, get everybody into the show very quickly. Um, And, you know, Becky wins. Makes sense. She keeps, you know, keeps doing what she's doing as the man. Um, Sasha getting hurt. But I still haven't seen any reports about the full extent of her injuries. So you know any you're in a match like that especially one as physical as they had you're bound to get some some bumps and bruises and something that may require you to to step you know to take a couple weeks off um but you could see as Sasha was leaving she kind of was you know clutching the one shoulder closer to her body so i don't know if if it's a broken bone if it's a dislocation or a separation or something like that um you know to to her arm possibly or if she was just kind of selling um battle wounds of the match, but, but we'll, we'll see how long it keeps her out of action. Hopefully not that long. I mean, she's, she's looked great since she's, you know, come back from, from her hiatus.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was really entertained by it. Then following up, we get a tag team match here with Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman Reigns versus Rowan and Harper And of course, you know this uh, this feud's been uh, building up. uh, So we had a tornado tag team match. It's actually the uh, third longest match of the night. Uh, And of course, uh, to the surprise of no one, I think uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns a big win for them here. Yeah, still uh, still considered uh, to me an odd
1: pairing. Still considered to me an odd pairing. you know, given the history that that Roman and, and Brian have had, you know, they've, but, you know, they're, they have common enemies, I guess, in Rowan, and, and you know, Harper returns to, to side with Rowan. Um, you know, interesting match, exciting, you know, of course, when you have a tornado tag, I think those kind of can usually give room for, you know, can usually make for exciting matches when done right. Um, And you have four guys definitely who are skilled at tag team wrestling. I mean, with Roman and the shield for years and, and Brian with, you know, various numerous partners over the years. Um, Yeah, I liked it. I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, what direction they continue to go with, with Rowan and Harper Um, from here, you know, sometimes a loss right out of the gate when you kind of reform your team can be hurtful. Sometimes it's, you know, you can bounce back from it fairly quickly and it's not seen as a damaging thing. I mean, granted they, d- you know, they did lose to two former multi-time world champions. So it's not like they were losing to schlubs. Um, but it'd be, you know, interesting to see where, what, what the longevity of this team goes. Cause you would think that, you know, similar styles, similar sizes, they would kind of be on a collision course with the Viking Raiders. Um, you know, since the Viking Raiders really are still just for the most part, kind of beating up jobbers. Um, so I'm I'm ready for the the Viking Raiders to show what they can do against an, an you know a team of of equal skill set you know equal size and power and you know agility mixed in.
0: Yeah, that definitely would be interesting. Uh, but look, we we get a good tag match here. Um, of course, uh, R.I.P. Uh, an answers table. Um, yes, yeah, early on in the show. Good, no less. Uh, yeah. This one. Yeah, but the, the biggest thing was at the end of the, of the match that surprised me and where, you know, and it, this it sort, of, sort of brought me back to two dudes with an attitude, but the big dog wanted a handshake and Danny Bryan said no, but uh, he wanted a hug and uh, they hugged out.
1: Well, you what, know, what, what are,
0: what are Daniel there?
1: Bryan, Daniel Bryan learned a lot from from those Doctor Shelby uh, sessions with he and Kane and Team Hell No, and um, you know he's he's taken a liking to hugging, apparently. Yeah, well, but I at guess, least you hug your partner uh, in the ring instead of your opponents, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true, but uh, I, I guess uh, Bailey no longer the only hugger in the world wrestling entertainment slash federation slash whatever else you want to call it. So we, we, we follow that up. Uh, Randy Orton versus Ali. Now, I, I, I did not look at the card ahead of time, so I did not know if they announced this or not. Uh, I don't know if you know, but I, I wasn't aware this match was happening. Uh, so definitely good billing, uh, for Ali to get a spot here and against Randy Orton nonetheless.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a big match for, for Ali. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, good billing, you know, on the, on the main card and, uh, to be against, you know, somebody the caliber of Orton, uh, of course they both delivered, they're both outstanding performers, um, you know, Ali, even in defeat, still still looked outstanding. Um, you know, playing his role as pretty much the the underdog babyface. You know, I think he he does it so well. I feel that it's it it seems like it's an extension of his own personality. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like it's something a character he's having to portray. It seems like it's very very close to his heart. Um, I think that's what makes it authentic and gives it. You know a very real feeling in his matches and stuff. You're there with him. You're struggling with him, you know, his rise and his fall and these kind of things. Um, just, a, you know, fantastic match. His, his really slick counter to the first RKO attempt where he kind of did the handstand out of it. Um, I think wowed a lot of people, I, uh, but yeah. it's just, you
0: know, Next great step. match.
1: Oh, Patrick, we lost you. I can't hear you now. Can't hear you now, Patrick.
0: Uh, before Seems we get still to the next... There we go. Oh, there's, there you Now are.
1: I can hear you. Yeah.
0: You, there for a moment. you said
1: up next, and then I... Yeah, I couldn't hear you either. I heard you said up next, and then I didn't hear any more after
0: that. Yeah. I, Randy Orton versus Ali definitely was a great match. Uh, And Ali uh, looked like he belonged. It was great. Uh, So next, we get the WWE Women's Tag Team match. And Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defend against that uh, Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane. And we got brand new tag team champions. Is that Kabuki Warriors are now WWE <laughs> Women's Tag Team Champions.
1: And all is right with the world. Um, you know, fun match. Uh, you know, Asuka bringing out the mist uh, was, was outstanding and unexpected. Um, you know the big big win for the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, you know now tag team champions. Um, you know after really kind of the team formed, and they had a couple matches, and it seems they didn't really get as much TV time. They kind of they were on all the international tours. You know, see so you can see them on social media posting from all the international tours and stuff, but they weren't uh, weren't featured on TV as much. And you know they they make this big resounding comeback and and win the championships, and I'm I'm very happy because then hopefully that means that they will be featured on TV more. Um, that's one of the things I miss about you know them being on NXT is both of them were featured very very predominantly and worked on TV regularly. But now that they're up on SmackDown, it seems that there's you know there's too many people struggling for television time. Uh, so hopefully with being title holders and you know getting this. It seemed there's kind of a, they're starting a little bit of change of, of persona with them. Um, I don't know if they're kind of really going heel, but they're kind of teetering a little bit, you know. I mean, kind of Asuka using the mist and kind of bending the rules in order to win uh, the titles. And then we saw them, you know, this week come out and cut their promo entirely in Japanese and kind of seemingly mocking their opponents by the way that they were talking and reacting, um, even though. I, I do not speak Japanese I seem to be able to pick up on that um so it's just it's it's outstanding i'm I'm very very happy that that the uh, kabuki warriors are are atop the women's tag team division for the time being
0: yeah also uh, absent from the corner uh, was Paige who I believe was their manager. she had
1: another surgery yeah she was their manager when they first started she was the one who you know Uh, Brought them together to go after the women's champ, the women's tag team championships. You know, she said she was going to get a team together um, to come after. I guess at the the time, the Iconics were the tag team champions. But Paige recently having, uh, I think, neck surgery again a few weeks ago. Uh, So she's yeah, she's been absent from television. uh, You know, for the last several weeks at least, if not longer. Um, and I'm not. I guess I'm not really sure when she'll be able to to start hitting the road and traveling with them again. But I mean, realistically, they don't need a manager, especially if they're going to do their promos in Japanese. I don't really think Page Page is that good of a talker. I've never really been a big fan of Paige at all. Her her wrestling was okay. I thought her promos, the way she talks, kind of her. It's like it seems like she's forcing words. She's trying to force inflections and stuff, and it just sounds disingenuous to me. It sounds. Um, she just—I think she's a poor promo delivery—and so to have her as the manager definitely is not. Doesn't seem like something that that helps the team, especially if they're going to take this kind of darker turn.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely did not miss her. At all I mean, I do like Paige, but it just didn't make sense as as the manager. Um, just did not did not get it. Uh, but that, that's what we got. Um, next up, six-man tag team action: the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman versus the OC, and they won by disqualification. The Viking Raiders and Braun did, uh, but yeah, I thought this was a nice little fun match to put in sort of in like the middle of the of the card. Uh, we we are seeing more and more of the Viking Raiders, um, and, and and I like that. Uh, eventually, we're gonna see that big clash between the Viking Raiders and the Authors of Pain, and all I gotta say is, better have that ring very, very, very sturdy. Otherwise, we might have a, a new broken ring in the years to come.
1: Yeah, yeah. Once the Authors of Pain are back, and you have, you know, the you know the Bludgeon Brothers, they're I. They're, I'm probably not going to use that name again, but that's what the last, what they were most recently known as, you know. And then you have the, you know, Anderson and Gallows and, you know, and uh, Viking Raiders. I mean, those are some big, hard hitting tag teams. Um,
0: There's a lot of meat there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of meat in in any and all of those teams. Um, Just some big, hard hitting dudes. And some of them can fly, which is the funniest thing. But, um, Yeah, no, I'm excited for the the prospect of the tag division. Now, with the draft coming, you know, it's possible that those teams get separated from not that they would necessarily split the team, but it may be quite some time before we see any of the, you know, the the combination, the full combinations we hope for, you know, Uh, authors of pain and and Viking Raiders could end up being on opposite shows or, um, you know, however, they they decide to divvy things up come this this full draft.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I hope they don't break break uh, the OC up. I think there's still a lot they can do with them. But we'll see. Uh, next up, we get a match I wish we had never seen. Uh, Kane Corbin. Yeah, we're calling him that now. Uh, against Chad Gable. And Chad Gable gets the victory over Kane Corbin. Uh I mean, unless they're planning to put some type of championship of Gable, him beating Corbin after Corbin has gotten all these big wins over the last year, not exactly what I get. Uh, I I just don't. But uh, it was a match.
1: Yeah, well, I think they don't want. Yeah, I think they want to keep Chad Gable as you know a viable contender for championships because unfortunately, if a guy gets beat too many times in a row the fans kind of start losing faith in their ability to be uh, a major player, you know, and hold titles. So I think they kind of felt the need to give, give Gable the win here. um, And, you know, let him get a little bit of revenge on Corbin um, for the loss at the, at the King of the ring tournament. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we've seen him fight quite a few times over the last several weeks. I mean, they've been exciting each time, but I think it's now time for both guys to move on. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if, in the past, you know, the the old running gag was King of the Ring is kind of your your foray into the Intercontinental title. That was, you know, you win the King of the Ring, and within a within you know the a month or two, you're Intercontinental champion. So I don't know if that's the route they're going to go with with Corbin, or if they're going to send Gable that way, um, you know, to the secondary title, uh, whichever one. I guess depending on which whichever show they end up on, or which wherever the titles end up, I don't. You know, I don't know how they're going to do titles this year. You know, if they stay with a certain show or if they go with the person who gets drafted, um, it will just, I guess, yet again, questions remain to be answered, you know, come the draft. Um, But, yeah, I think it's time to kind of get these guys a little bit of distance between each other and see what they can do against some other opponents.
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I still hope that... uh that King Corbin can get a job in Toronto or wherever uh, Anthem uh, is running Impact from. But a Yellowman can only wish. In your co-main event of the evening, we get the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, and Bailey versus Charlotte. And Charlotte Flair becomes a 10th time Women's champion defeating Bailey by submission
1: because why not? Why not? And like I said, I you know, I would think that Becky and Sasha, you know, had had a lot more storyline build and a lot more going on for for them than this match as far as storyline goes and and you know, just the the animosity between the two, but you know, I don't make. I don't get paid to make these kind of decisions, um, you know. So we'll, and yeah, and Charlotte wins again.
0: Whoopty whoopty do. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's quite an accomplishment. Now, I mean, if you think about it, right. I mean how many times she's she's become a 10 time uh world champion I think uh longer to, you know, quicker than her father did Is Yeah for the well, accomplishment
1: I mean he also was going for at the you know one championship at the time rather than jumping between you know multiple championships and uh it was also a different era where titles didn't change hands as frequently and you know, these kind of things. But uh but yeah, what whoop to do, Charlotte's the champion again.
0: So we'll see what happens with the draft. We'll talk to about it in a minute, but yeah. Your main event of the evening for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins, your champion defending versus the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um it, it, it will was, it was a hell in a cell match. And yeah. it ended uh, when the referee stopped the match after Seth Rollins uh, hit the Fiend, or, well, he actually hit, uh, m- you know, chairs and and ring steps and whatever, now they were on top of the Fiend uh, with a sledgehammer. And then the, the referee called off the match because, Apparently, this referee—this is the worst this referee has ever seen in the in the in the history of professional wrestling hashtag or slash sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, and like, and well, yeah. and so here's my thing. So it the match is technically ruled a disqualification, right? The fiend wins by disqualification. That was kind of how they did it. I, I wasn't sure. I thought he just called off the match. Well, and the 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 way I'm seeing it, a way I thought it was, is that people were talking that it like it ended in disqualification. Now, if you Whoa. if you end the match because the fiend can't continue, and then essentially award the match to Seth Rollins, like that's a different story. But if you say, oh, he uses the sledgehammer and it's just kind of going too far, you know, I'm disqualifying him, then it's kind of a different story. Then it's kind of like, but we've seen guys thrown through cages, thrown you know, from the top of the cage down to the floor and break the ring, and, like, the match still continues in a hell in a cell. Um, you know, it's just... It, it seems really weird, given the match type, that they would just kind of decide to suddenly change the rules. I mean, I know that, you know, ultimately, things are left to the discretion of the the referee. Um, but, you know, I, I think every, the fans kind of felt cheated. They felt that a hell in a cell means anything goes, there must be a winner, you know, pinfall submission only, um, you know, c- because of the history that we've seen with hell in a cell. People coming into the cell, people leaving the cell, going through the cell, going through the ring, you know, thumbtacks, flaming barbed wire bats, like all these things. And, and then one time this, the sledgehammer comes into play and it, and they end the match, um, So I don't, I don't know, you know, it's, it's WWE's, you know, theory is not to give fans necessarily uh, finality on anything. It's to, it's to keep you guessing for the next, you know, so you watch the next show, what's going to happen? What's the fallout? What's the outcome? You know, that's kind of their, their strategy of television. Now it's similar to a similar to reality television. You know, we don't really answer questions. We just keep dragging, dragging things out to make you, you know, so that you just, we just give you enough information and then ask more questions so that you watch the next episode. Um, and that's kind of what they did here. You know, we, in the last few years, we've seen pay-per-view endings, you know, where, you know, the, the matches with, uh with Lesnar and Goldberg that ended very quickly in the Lesnar and, and Randy Orton match, you know, where he, where he just bloodied Randy Orton, you know, with his, with his elbows and his bare fists, and they kind of, you know, ended that match very quickly. Um, yet again, you know, just to get you to watch on Monday and say, well, what the heck was that? What happened? You know, what, what is going to be the fallout? What is the outcome and the result of, of what happened last night? Um, no longer pay-per-views, the places where scores are settled. It's just where the next chapter gets written um, on a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah,
0: so, let, well, let's actually take a look in, and see what uh, WWE.com. because okay. you know, so they they officially what they, declare said, the match they officially declare okay. the Yeah, so let's okay. take a look. Ac- according okay. to the WWE.com, which, of course, would give us
1: the in most theory, accurate be information.
0: The... Yes, in right? theory, yeah. Universal Champion Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Ended in match stoppage. Okay. So
1: so he just so like yet again, that's that's like a, a half term a match stoppage. Usually when the match is stopped, it's like in favor of one wrestler or you say it's a no contest and the match gets stopped and thrown out. So that's so basically it's it's like a new term for no contest. The match just goes it's too out of control and, and it gets thrown out and stopped. Yes.
0: So okay. uh Yeah, that's so that's what where
1: so that's where people were getting upset because they said, I thought, you know, Hell in a Cell was was the place where, you know, the devil's playground or all these other nicknames they've used over the years of like where anything happens, anything happens, but there must be a winner. Um So I you know, I don't know. I don't like I said, WWE writes it it's an episodic show where everything lives is left on a cliffhanger to get you to watch the next episode. Um, so people watched Monday to see what happens and, you know, what's going to happen. Are they, are they going to have a rematch, you know, in a different kind of match or, you know, what, what's the fallout of hell in a cell? Um, you know, I could see where people might be, where people might be mad, especially in the live setting. You know, you want to see a finish, you want to see a, you know, you know, Either the fiend win or or Seth Rollins, you know, defeat him, um, you know, decisively, especially in a Hell in a Cell. But that's that's not the the WWE world we live in anymore.
0: It de- it definitely is. It's not the way we live in uh, the world we live in. Uh, it well we live in Vince McMahon's world. That's pretty much it. Uh, so I well I didn't hate the match. You know, I've never been a fan of Bray Wyatt. The Fiend thing is kind of okay, but, man, I just I, – I don't know. The Hell in the Cell, then, you know, they, they take the Fiend out in a stretcher, but they're not really – he hits the mandible claw on Seth Rollins. He You know, I don't know where he's healed. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a miracle yeah. happened. And well, then, he's, you know, eventually he's supposed he to have, like, supernatural powers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Abigail and Seth Rollins. I don't yeah. know. It's just it, I I don't I just don't know. I mean, to me, it's, he's still a mid card guy. I mean, get, well, it's, it's, it's the time. new version
1: of it's the new version of the Undertaker. You know, like with his with his supernatural type powers and stuff, and and you know the character's gaining steam because people like the the videos are kind of weird, and then like the the drastic change from his. Firefly Funhouse to this, you know, the Monster Destroyer character. People really like the character more so than they, you know, than Bray Wyatt's actual wrestling um, ability. But I, I'm just not personally like a Seth Rollins fan. Like, yeah, I, he's I, good. He's good. He's athletic and all this. But like, I just can't. I have difficulty getting myself emotionally invested in Seth Rollins matches. Um, and I don't know if that's just, you know. A fault of of his wrestling style or or kind of you know something kind of lacking in his character or, or what exactly it is. But you know, I find myself with his matches kind of getting bored and kinda kinda lose interest, you know, about a third of the way through.
0: Yeah, I mean I I could see where some people may not necessarily like his style. I I I definitely dig it. But yeah, I don't know the whole thing with Bray Wyatt. It's just it's I don't know why they keep pushing this guy. It's, you know his best to me well, was he sells when a he lot was of, being carried sells by a lot of merchandise. Broken One.
1: Yeah, and I he, guess I guess he carries he sells a lot of merchandise. You know, as the fiend stuff and you know the follow the buzzards and all that. So you know, like I said, people like the character. They like the the over-the-top aspect of, of his character and his persona and all this, but, you know, and, and then hopefully that carries him to to good matches based on character work, not based on his actual in-ring ability, um, which, as you mentioned, his in-ring ability is it's okay. He's not great.
0: So it, so it, he, has he has
1: to rely more heavily on character work.
0: Yeah. Now, as, as we are discussing Hell in a Cell... Uh, I wanted to actually uh, now welcome to the show uh, the uh, lady of FOW Radio, uh, our very own Mika Villas here joining us. Welcome.
2: Hello, boys. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Yes. See, for for those listening for the first or second time, who were thinking maybe she was just a made-up person that, that we talked about last week. She is real. Mika? I swear.
2: Mika? I swear. I am not a figment of their imaginations because you could not make up something this horrible like me. I'm, you know, I'm not the fiend, but I am damn close to it. I miss you guys. <laughs> uh, got a lot going on. I mean, WWE, AEW, I am live in a remote location. Just got through Scouting some talent. There's a lot happening right now. So, y'all will pardon me for not being here live in the flesh like I usually am. But I'm going to get back on track soon. But I, of course, wanted to pop in and and talk a little bit with my boys and make sure that people are listening and loving what we do because we love doing this. So,
0: well, well, we do have you here. Mika, tell us uh, what you thought of Hell in the Cell. We just finished talking about the show. Uh, What was your overall uh, thought on the show? And then that main event stoppage match stoppage. Um,
2: Hell in a Cell was a it was a solid. It was a decent pay per view. It wasn't the best. It wasn't Um, for for me. The interesting part was the stoppage. The stoppage was something that was pretty much unprecedented. There was nothing that prepared me for it um but it made people talk and part of the beauty of wrestling is it's supposed to make you talk it's supposed to make you feel it's supposed to make you react and that's what this pay-per-view did especially the main event people were talking about the red lighting how they either liked it or they hated it People are definitely talking about the stoppage, how, you know, this is hell in the cell, this is not how it should go, this is this, this is that. So um, it was a solid pay-per-view, but I think the goal was to, or I feel that because it made people talk, that gives it a little more credence, a little more weight than um, it would have had without people Feeling as strongly About the main event as they have And they did, they do still Because people are still talking about it
0: I mean, we're talking about it It's
2: true, and we're people I mean,
0: on occasion we're Last people. time I checked, yeah eh. Alright <laughs> So, that, that, that was Hell and sell. Uh If I had to give it a grade It gets a C, C I think that's a good That's a decent enough uh a uh, generous, uh, there. Uh, great for myself. I, I, perf- I would give it a B, I'd
1: give it higher than you. Um, and that's you know partially on the acumen of the tag team matches of uh, Ali versus Orton, and of course, the uh, the win by the K- Kabuki Warriors with Asuka using the mist. Missed-
2: I think I would go ahead and give it like a, a B plus as well, because any buzz is good buzz. Why it wasn't like one of the best pay-per-views they've ever done, but it was one that definitely is going to be remembered. I think years from now, people will still be talking about that stoppage, uh, about just the different aspects that came to light during this pay-per-view. So a B-plus based on the fact that I think this one is going to stand at least one of the matches, the test of time, which was did you remember Hell in a Cell 2019? That's going to be something, so B-plus.
0: All right. Now, uh, I, I, there's still a lot we, we should be talking about for this week, but we're going back to last week. Uh, and the premiere episode of Friday Night SmackDown, on Fox, the big Fox. We've been looking forward to this episode for a while now. It, we knew it was going to be big. We knew it was going to be over the top. Uh, I think to me, it's... Her par, it's, it's uh, oh, I'm already forgetting the words uh, in English here. But uh, it definitely was better than I expected. Um, and they they put the biggest, of course... Nice set. I love the new stage. The, the whole look looked great. Um, of course, it started with Vince McMahon there, uh, and The Rock. You can't, ha- you know, do the premiere show of The Rock show on Fox without The Rock. Um, and two big, you know, uh, you know, people who they use from outside the the league with, uh, of course after Brock Lesnar very quickly winning the uh, WWE championship, they brought in Cain Velasquez, uh, former USC uh, champion who actually defeated uh, Brock Lesnar for set championship. And also, you know, current boxing heavyweight champion. Uh, oh, I already forgot his first name. Uh, but... Uh, Give me his name. Somebody. Kane? Tyson Fury. Oh, Tyson right. Fury. Kane. Oh, yeah, that guy. Right. Yeah, lie there. Uh, of course, you know, we do the whole thing with Braun. Uh, and to me, it was definitely quite something with uh, everything that they put this show um, was pretty much felt like a super loaded show. And it had that big feel. show. it did well. I believe it already ready for a Friday night. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, definitely, I'll get to say, a big win uh, for WWE and for Fox.
1: Well, they tried to do a lot of things, you know, to, to yeah, like you said, make it feel like a big show. You know, the, the new entrance stage, the new entrance video, and, um, you know, yeah, Vince McMahon starting the show out and Rock being there, and, you know, sports stars from other – other accolades that way it gives people, you know, things on Fox to talk about. Um, I was a little surprised by Cain Velasquez being there as last I heard, you know, he had signed this contract with AAA in Mexico and was going to wrestle at triple mania. Um, so I assumed that he was a triple a contracted talent. Um, and you know, didn't know that he would be available to appear on, uh, American wrestling television, uh, especially the WWE. So I was a little surprised by him. I don't follow boxing, so I don't know who the heck the other guy was. Um, you know, until they told me, uh, but Kane Velasquez was somebody I was very surprised to see. Um, you know, curious to see if, if either of these guys stick around, if, if, you know, Fury or if, if Velasquez stick around or if it was just kind of a, a pop in appearance, to, to generate a little buzz with the mainstream sports community and give give the talking heads on Fox something you know to bring up to regarding WWE that might pique the ears of of other fans or uh, you know people listening on on Sports Center.
2: I I was not surprised. Fox prides itself on a lot of things their their news division, but especially oh. their sports division. Um, so having these two stars, um, of contact sports, they had boxing, they had MMA, they covered the, the two sports that are as similar to wrestling that you can get without being actual wrestling. And they put them out there and paraded them into a point where I think we're going to see a, a short program, maybe something even leading into, um, into Saudi Arabia, um, as you know, a one shot for their—I can't remember the Blood Money show, what it's called—but um, I think perhaps these two folks are here just for those kind of big, quick paydays. Um, you talked about Triple Mania and that he's contracted talent um, because Triple Mania is in Mexico and they don't have a American television deal, I believe. He can be a contracted player there um, for AAA and not have to worry about um, what's happening here in America. Plus, let's be honest, between the pockets of Vince and um, Fox, I'm sure they could throw enough pesos or dinero down to Mexico that they could make that happen for a couple of one shots. Um, I think that they did a, a great job of giving SmackDown not just a new look and overhaul and breaking out the big guns like The Rock and having Vince, like you guys said, open the show. But I think they gave it enough of a standalone feel that if you're not following wrestling as closely and you happen to turn on Friday Night SmackDown, it's going to be catchy. And it's going to be, I feel that something that's going to catch people's eye and keep them interested, invested where they don't have to follow NXT or Raw all the time. And they'll be able to kind of follow along SmackDown as its own entity and brand, which is something that um, the WWE is struggling to do to create separate brands. I think this whole Fox deal and with the USA on Raw I think that gives it its own standalone and a bit of legitimacy, um, bringing in these different names and talents on a Friday night on kind of network television.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, now that I'm not like getting overexcited, like I was a few minutes ago and I can actually now use uh, concise English words, you know, in one complete sentence, I think that, Yeah, they they did their best to make sure they put up the best show they could on Friday night for the premiere. I think that they uh, filled all the boxes, they checked all the boxes they needed uh, to make sure they would have a successful show. Uh, And they did, they they brought in people who, no, maybe not necessarily anybody, a lot of people in the WWE universe uh, of fans would know, uh, you know, how many of you actually know Tyson Fury, at, you know, outside of big boxing fans? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Cain Velasquez, he came out maybe to not a, a huge reaction to His the fans' life. Life. Uh, Um no, Now, as far as what they're actually going to do, I'm not sure. Because Cain Velasquez, uh, they, they've talked about him needing surgery. So he might need to have surgery which means, will he be able to do something? Uh, they talked about him uh, maybe possibly wrestling against uh, Brock at uh, the Saudi show, The Crown Jewel, uh, maybe, maybe wait and hold been off been for a match WrestleMania, as, as I am, as echoing, I am myself echoing myself somehow. somehow. And then... With fury I, I is he really going to wrestle I mean he's a boxing champion I, I you know I don't know how contracts work in the boxing world
2: now let's let's go back really quick to that because you're you're saying is he going to wrestle let's remember Strowman was a strong man competitor he wasn't a wrestler this is not a, a small dude by any right to mean so I'm pretty He's had a boxing match or
0: two uh, in his time, um, so maybe maybe he'll do that. Yeah, I, I, as as the meet uh, meet is on high demand, getting uh, phone calls probably from all the high rollers and the big bookings. Uh, I mean, for I her. mean, I'm
2: I'm telling too many trade secrets here, guys. I got people sending me messages and calling and calling me, going, "Hey." You're telling too much. But I'm sorry. I wanna give everybody as much as possible. So, you know, take these scoops and you know, if things change, just know that I told you what was planned on
0: happen. Hey, we we all know at the end of the day, the how the people feel uh when they hear uh Mika Villas on the radio. I mean he just they, they I don't know. They just somehow start cheering. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, see that's the, they, they just her fans are clamoring uh, for her. So uh, we will see. All right. So back SmackDown Live. Uh, no, that that was the old show. Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, you know, that I was to say SmackDown too. has had many names, uh, and, and, and let's not forget Friday Night SmackDown. We've had this before if I remember correctly, on a different network. But, yeah, I, I don't know how all is, is going to work, but uh, they, they did enough to uh, get people excited. Uh, the, the people uh, in Los Angeles on Friday night uh, were very, very much happy with the product they got to see. Uh, hopefully, a lot of them didn't watch uh, Sunday night. Uh, all right, so the draft is coming. Uh, now, also, as, as was, you mentioned real quick, uh, they are having WWE um, a, a press conference on Friday at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, for those who uh, are good people to live in the correct time zone uh, with uh, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Kain Velasquez, and uh, Rey Mysterio and Tyson Fury. So I guess we'll find out more about what's gonna happen with these guys uh, on uh, Friday afternoon. So stay tuned. I'm sure that you'll see streams on WWE Network, the YouTube, Facebook, the Twitter machine, and of course, as always, on WWE.com. And so the draft is happening. The draft is happening, it starts off this Friday on Friday Night SmackDown and ending on Monday Night Raw. Uh, And it's going to be an interesting one. Here's the details that I have. Uh, SmackDown will get 30 picks because it's only a two-hour show. Raw will have 41 picks. So for every uh, two picks for SmackDown, Raw will get three picks. And tag teams count as one pick unless they get split up. Then they count for one each, and anybody who goes undrafted because I believe WWE has more than seventy-one contracted wrestlers uh, will will then go become free agents, or as people would like to call it, uh, people that uh, wrestlers that Vince McMahon did not realize were on his roster, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll, they'll figure out what to do with them then. Uh, and to kick things off. We're gonna have a match to determine the number one content, that the one that the the first pick of the draft as uh brothers Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns will face off on Friday night to determine which brand gets the first pick. So I guess Roman Reigns represents Friday Night SmackDown. Seth Rollins represents Monday Night Raw.
1: So in theory this match would open the show then, right? Or have right. to be the first segment, you know, you come out and say, okay, here's the draft guys. We're waiting. And and now here's the match. Um, interesting. Interesting that, you know, yeah. Raw gets more of course, because it's a, it's Monday night raw. They always get more um, than Friday night SmackDown or whatever night the week SmackDown's on. Um, hopefully we don't see a lot of, you know, longer term tag teams split up. Uh, that's always kind of disappointing because usually one of them has, some success and the other just kind of does gets slept and does nothing. And, and then everybody hopes, wishes that the tag team was never split up in the first place. And then they reunite and everybody's happy for like a week and then forgets about being happy about them being back together. So, you know, I'm just kind of thinking of in past drafts when the Dudley boys were split up and the APA was split up and these kind of things. Um, you know, so w- we'll see. So that, having it over two nights is also kind of an interesting thing. You know, you, you draft half the people and then essentially you have the weekend and then you, you go and do the remainder of the draft. And as you said, undrafted people. And there may be, I don't know if they're this year going to do some on, you know, on the website like they did before, um, you know, where they do a bunch on television and then some people are just, you know, after the main draft or something, you know, and that's where you're kind of, your lower card people and those kind of things, but they don't want to waste TV time saying where they're going to go. They just tell you, you know where they'll be. So they may be doing that between, you know, some of the weekend, you know, between, uh, between Friday and Monday to keep people interested and excited, you know, tweet out or, or make Facebook posts and all those about, you know, here's the next draft for raw happening now, you know, do little live videos or something if they wanted to, um, you know, but yeah, I'm excited for the return back to separate equal rosters. You know, none of this wild card jumping back and forth stuff. These guys are on raw. These guys are on SmackDown. You know, they don't bounce back and forth between shows because then now you, in theory, give more TV time to, to people who may not have had the opportunity for television time when, Twelve guys were dominating the show, and then you're scrambling to fit everybody else in.
0: Yeah. So one one quick thing that's interesting here is that uh, that not all wrestlers are going to be available to be picked right away. Um, so apparently, a- according to WWE.com, there is going to uh, only be a set of number uh, of of Wrestlers available to pick each night. So on Friday, this is the pool of wrestlers available: the Man Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, The OC. I'm not sure if that means they count as one. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Sasha Banks, Ricochet, Ron Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans. The Viking Raiders, The Revival, Natalia, The Street Profits. I guess they're officially members of the main roster. Natalia, I already said that. Lucha House Party, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Umberto Carrillo. I guess he's also now part of the official main roster. Akira Tosawa, Sin Cara. I keep forgetting he's in the roster. Um, I know. Eric Young, EC3. Awesome. Chad Gable, Heath Slater, Drew Gulak, more on him in a few minutes, the B-Team, and Tamina. Yes, she still is in the roster. Uh, and then on Monday Night Raw uh, on Mo- October 14th, the pool of wrestlers available, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, Charlotte Flair, Titus O'Neil, wish he wasn't on the roster, Shinsuke Nakamura, Alistair Black, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, Brian. Bailey, Bailey. Luke, Harper, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, The Miz, Ali, King Corbin, who I wish was in TNA, Elias, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode, or Robert Roode, come on, Samoa Joe, The Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, Cedric Alexander, surprised I haven't changed his name to one name only, Rey Mysterio, Our Truth, Carmela. Authors of Pain. Heavy Machinery. A, a lot more meat there, mm. as we spoke later, earlier. Apollo Cruz. Andrade. Liv Morgan. Jinder Mahal. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Where has mm. Buddy Murphy gone? Give him He's another the title best shot. kept
1: secret. He's the best kept secret, okay? You can't you can't be the best kept secret and be talked about all the time.
0: Mojo <laughs> I Speaking of somebody of Mojo- who I didn't know was
1: on the <sighs> roster.
0: Dana Brooke. Shelton Benjamin. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. The Iconics. Sarah Logan. Fire and Desire. I guess they're still calling them that. And Drake Maverick, who may or may not have yet to consume his marriage. Uh, uh, he, not tweets consume. It, he,
1: tw- he tweets it pretty regularly
0: that he has yet to. Yeah. Okay. So... So yeah, lots of names I just threw on. Uh, if you're wondering what I just read, it's on Uh But yeah, uh, it's 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 gonna be quite quite a thing. Not everybody's gonna know where they're gonna be gone until they're each perspective night. So that's kind of weird. Uh, so where will the universal champion and the champion go? We don't know. But alas, that's what's gonna happen. The draft, October eleventh, October fourteenth. It's definitely gonna be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're you know they're they're splitting it up into this two night event and two. You that's the limited draft pools is kind of an unusual thing as well. I guess that's you know so that they don't just fight over the top ten guys on one night and then on Raw you're kind of picking. For my 29th pick, I take Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. You know, like, that way, both nights, there people are vying for top picks. Um, it, it's an interesting way of doing it.
2: Is that how you see it? Because I looked at it like this. like, okay, if you don't pick, for instance, Becky for SmackDown or, or Friday Night SmackDown, that means she's automatically going to Raw, you know?
1: Not necessarily.
2: Yeah, it's it's like okay, she's available in the talent pool for this day, so she doesn't get picked on TV. She's going to the other brand. I mean, sure, that I'm pretty sure they're going to have something on e.com, a supplemental draft or something on the weekend, or maybe maybe Tuesday even after Raw goes off the air. But it's I don't know. I feel like you kind of at the end of. SmackDown, we're going to know the what and the who's. That's kind of sort of how I feel. Think about it. People in the talent pool, especially the top names, they're not going to go undrafted. There's no way you're going to have Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, and Roman Reigns not be drafted to any of the shows. So once they go, you know, or not get picked on one show, boom, going to be on another show. I can't see Raw passing her up and going, yeah, we don't want her either. You know?
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, some, some of it could be predictive, but, you know, we'll just, maybe we'll see a couple more uh, switch, extra switcheroos that will uh, mean title changes. We've seen that before, where uh, champions, uh, multiple champions are in one brand, but then titles change hands. So that, that could also happen, because, you know, who doesn't love a good old title change? Uh, and, of course, Crown Jewel. Uh, it's happening on Halloween. They still haven't mentioned anything else other than Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Uh, no updated uh, names uh, yet uh, on, the, on those or additional matches. I guess uh, we'll find out uh, once things get drained out uh, after the draft. So now let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars Part 2. Here, week two of the uh, Wednesday Night Wars. And uh, this time, let's start with AEW. And first, something that uh, that I found funny. And this is something that AEW champion Chris Jericho uh, said. And 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 that was... Whoa, they um, can't boo Jericho. I mean, we
2: all look, love a little I bit can't...
0: of the bubbly. Come on. That, that, hey, I, we we can't censor the people. They want to if they want to boo. They Chris should Jericho
2: apologize. On and our appreciate show. Chris Jericho. Thank that man. Thank him right. all night long. Okay, never mind. Go ahead.
0: So, here's here's his here's, here's where I find funny, and and you guys tell me what you think. But Jericho comes out, and, and first of all, takes a couple of shots to defend. I'm like, come on, of course, Like leave you it alone. Do. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the description on uh, AEW's Twitter is identical word for word to uh, WWE's. No hmm. joke. Oh, just about word for Are you word. Serious? If you look at them next to each other, wow, the same. Okay. Every word. I mean, I think wrestlers and superstars has changed you know, AEW, but anyways, you got to look this up. I, I, I can't make it up. Okay. So, Jericho talks about how last week, he, you know, the AEW show was the biggest premiere episode in TNT history, where he didn't have a match. He just made a cameo, and he said it was thanks to him. Again, but then thank that
2: man. But and they crowned thank him.
0: But then... On the second show where he main events, he wrestles in the main event, advertised, ratings dropped almost 400, if not over 400,000 viewers. Hold on.
2: To be honest, it's baseball, football, basketball. Oh, come on. That's not his fault that people couldn't find TNT or they knew there was a replay. There was also like some World Series. I don't know. Something else was happening. That's not Jericho's fault. They did not drop because of Jericho. They dropped because people are, and I quote, stupid idiots."
1: Well, I did hear that depending on which time zone you were in, there could possibly be an overlap and a delay of the broadcast of AEW due to the baseball games. Um, but they would be doing an immediate replay from 10 to 12 um, you know, in case your show was delayed or started late, um, so I don't know if that had an effect on it. Yet again, it was you know, big other sports night. People might have decided to pick that over and then watch, you know, watch the wrestling on replay. Um, but I did also hear that yeah, there might there there could possibly be some uh delays based on which which time zone you were in uh due to the baseball game. So I don't know if that played a factor or not. Um but if you just want to make if you just want to pick on Jericho, I mean, I guess I guess we can do that. His music's not that good.
0: Are you kidding me? It, it never Judas, was this is the greatest song ever written and created by anybody named Chris Jericho. Come on I, I you know uh, I I don't know M- maybe uh, may, maybe it's just me, but I think that the best music that Chris Jericho sang uh, were actually, I don't know. Covers of other bands.
2: This is un-American, people. Uh, a freaking American.
1: I I don't know when we decided to start using sound effects like some kind of jock radio DJs, you know. Next, I'm waiting for like a slide whistle or a uh, uh, a you know bicycle ring bell or a honk honk <laughs> or something like that. I mean, I'm just waiting for the escalation and
2: our of, our sound guy. Uh, found buttons to push, okay? Let him push the buttons.
1: oh Apparently. Uh-oh. Jeez, oh, come on, man. you are killing me over here.
0: All right, all right. Come on, careful. Now, look, let, let, let's go ahead and, and be serious for a moment. I thought that the second episode was good for the most part. Uh, I, I don't get this group, the inner circle. I mean... Are we even trying? And, and these five guys, they just they just don't... Something about the five guys don't look like. And, you know, I've never understood Ortiz. Uh, I, I just never did in the first place. But you put him on national TV and he just looks even more odd. Uh, but wow. I, I just don't know how I feel about a group of Jericho and Hager and LAX and Guevara. It's just not... It's, it's, you know it's
1: just not, not my jam It seems like an odd mix of people and to out and outright do you know big amalgamation of heels as a stable you know we're gonna eat up a bunch of TV time it, it doesn't really speak to me either you know I it's it's something we've seen done a whole lot in professional wrestling um, especially in the mainstream of wrestling. Um, and they do kind of seem like an odd mix of people. You know, you could see where where maybe Guevara and, and LAX could hang together, you know, with both kind of Lucha influence, you know, these kind of things. And and maybe Hager and, and Jericho, but then you start kind of cross-mixing and saying, okay, well, what do LAX and you know, and, uh, and Hager, you know, Hager have, you know, Hager for years was trying to get you know, Mexicans out of the country with the We the People and all this stuff, like and now here he's in a stable with you know, with a Cuban and with a Cuban and two Puerto Ricans, like it seems kind of weird. But uh, you know, yet again, it's this is still the early days. We're still getting all the characters fleshed out and seeing where everybody falls into line into into storylines. Um, so I'm I'm still interested. I'm still following along, seeing where things are going to go. But uh, but yeah, with with that group specifically, and then. You know, what are they going to do? Is individual guys going to try and fight them? Or are we going to have to get a, a a stable of good guys now to kind of chase them down? Like, it's it's not – that's not something I'm really – that gets me hyped. Um, you know, it's definitely other parts of the show that, that get me more interested and more entertained.
2: I think um, in, a, in an odd sort of way, it's about representation. Um, it's about changing of the guards. You have Chris Jericho, who's been at this for 450 years. He he is the champion, so he's the face of the company. Not only is he the face of the company, he is the person who is going and introducing the world to these other guys. You know, these other guys don't have the same kind of um, they don't have the same kind of name, to be quite honest, and. Here it is. Ortiz, you know, if you're an independent wrestling fan, you know who Ortiz is. People don't know who Sammy Guevara is. They're not familiar. So here's just like, you know, Jericho introducing these guys to the world. Here's Sammy Guevara. He's this high-flying. You just watched him have a match. Uh, good-looking kid. Here are these two badasses, you know. Um, they're they're protecting me. Um. So, I think it's representation. You've got a mix of guys, and their goal is to get over by being badasses like they are and to protect Jericho, who can continue to be a heel chicken shit, you know, pardon my French, champion, by hiding behind.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Um, uh, What do the people think about their name? Exactly, exactly what I, uh, what, what I said. Um, I, I couldn't have said it better. Um, but I, I, I just don't know if I dig the inner circle name.
1: I mean, it's, yet again, like I said, I'm not huge to uh, big stables. You know, I definitely don't watch wrestling for in-ring promo segments. You know, those kind of things are not what entertain me about professional wrestling, so it's not really my thing. Um, but you know, AEW is providing a lot of different things, and you know, they definitely, when it comes to the in-ring action, they're definitely producing, which is what gets me excited.
0: Yeah, and actually, some of that that was pretty good. I thought that the mini event for most part was pretty good match, uh, and I, I really liked. Uh, Moxley versus Spears. Um, that was another another one. Uh, and and Allen versus Havoc was also fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the matches are delivering. You know, even if they're doing in ring seg- you know, long in ring promo segments with heel stable, which to me is just is played the hell out. Um, but the matches are delivering in quality yeah. um and you know and stars that we we wouldn't necessarily normally see on on a big stage which is of course what what the purpose of aew is to give a lot of people that wouldn't normally get a national stage a national stage
0: right and that, that that's definitely a good thing and uh yeah at the ending with the uh you know with again another beat down and this, time, um, you know, the guy, the, the good guys were sort of on top, but I don't know. I just, you know, it's 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 sort of interesting to see where they're going with this. Again, we're only on episode two, uh, leading to uh, glory fuel or full glory or whatever it's, they're calling their next pay per view in November. Full gear, uh, full gear. I knew there was a G somewhere in there, uh, yeah. you know. That, that You know, I give myself a kudos on that. But, yeah, I, I thought that overall it was... I still feel like production lacks just a little bit. I don't know what is it about About it. They just feel slightly... I mean, the look is nice and everything, but still something. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, but I think it's definitely... Uh, for a, 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 new, a new promotion with, uh, you know, with, you know, TV, a national TV deal. I think it's great. And I think the fans, as Tomorrow would say, are en fuego all the time. So you just, uh, I mean, they're doing something right. And, of course, right now they're winning, right? They still have uh, higher ratings than NXT, uh, which brings me to NXT, uh, a- another fun one. Uh, we had, uh, you know, Swerve uh, versus Strong, uh, which was a-, a great match. But of course, your main event, uh, Sheeta versus Walter. Um, man, my heart was not ready for that. One. That was so fun, and uh, of course, the return of. Um, uh, it, uh, the return of Thomas Chiampa has been announced for next week, as he will be back wrestling against uh, Angel Garza. But I think I, I understand why they're in full sale, but I think they need to come out. I, I still feel like for them, full sale is who's holding them back from being from feeling like a much bigger show than it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that it starts to kind of feel like impact in the impact zone after a while, where you see the same twenty fans every single show. Um, but you know, I guess they don't want to—they don't want to tour NXT weekly yet. They might get to that, but not yet. Um, still, this week on Hulu. Although I could watch it if you have the advanced Hulu version, even if you don't have cable. If you have—I uh, hulu Live. You know, it costs. Extra per month, but you can actually watch NXT live and get the full show. But if you waited till you know this morning or today to try and watch it, you only get the one hour version, um, which is very very confusing to me. But I guess that's the way the contracts were done, you know, with with Hulu getting the one hour version, you know, getting one hour of NXT TV, even though NXT TV has now changed to a two hour program. Um, so. Those of you who may be watching after the fact on Hulu, just be aware that you're only getting, you know, a little over half the show. Um, there's going to be a couple of mi- matches you're going to miss, and some of the matches you may see are are maybe also compressed for time. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, but you know, a good episode yet again, a lot of fun. Um, still don't understand why. It is now the WWE NXT Cruiserweight Championship and why they felt the need to take the belt off to Drew Gulak at this point in time. Um, as, as a huge fan of 205 Live, I feel it is a disservice to the to 205 Live by having the number one contendership and the belt defended and the belt change hands on NXT. But I guess that is part of what makes it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship and not just the WWE cruiserweight championship um as we saw with the draft draft list some people that are typically you know 205 live wrestlers akira tozawa uh umberto carrillo are on the 205 live roster but they apparently are open to the draft now for uh movement to raw or smackdown um you know um, along with the lucha house party uh you know, and a, and a few others in there, um, a, as well as Drake Maverick. You know who who, although he is the general manager of Two Hundred Five Live, as his pursuit of the Twenty Four Seven Championship is is abound, he can be drafted to Raw or SmackDown. But back to NXT. Um, you know, it in the past when they've done the draft, they've allotted for a handful of NXT call ups at this time. So I don't know if there's going to be that aspect as well. It you know the the article we were looking at on WWE.com did not mention anything about NXT, um, you know call ups as part of the draft. Um, so I don't know if if they will be affected or not. Um, you know, with Finn Balor saying he's now part of NXT, does that remove him from eligibility to be drafted to Raw or SmackDown? Um, for the time being, not really sure.
0: Yeah, who knows? That's that's definitely interesting. See what will happen uh, with the NXT talent. See if anybody gets called up. Of course, you you want the brand of NXT to be stacked. Uh, uh and of course you're gonna stack it by putting the champ a championship Leo Rush, uh, who must have uh, learned a, le- a thing or two on while well, he was on timeout. Uh, at least let's hope so. Uh, but yeah I, I really enjoyed Drew Gulak as uh you know the cruiserweight champion uh but alas they they probably have better better uh plans for him uh but yeah i thought it was a solid uh show over nxt um with the the main event uh once again uh blowing it up and uh, you know I, I don't know uh in the nxt having the legs slightly up here on on the match quality uh with uh, in the Wednesday night wars. But uh, overall, another good week. Uh, ratings for NXT also down slightly as well. Uh, so both shows seeing a decrease, uh, which I, I figure we'll probably continue to see that decrease uh, as the, uh, you know, Major League Baseball uh, playoffs continue. And, and who knows what happen with, you know, with Fox being one of the major uh, carriers uh, of uh, Major League Baseball, and I, I don't know if they are hosting the uh, World Series like they usually do. That uh, that could be that possible, also, yeah. yeah. That, that may that also affect-
1: yeah could could potentially lead to SmackDown being preempted if a World Series game, uh, you know, happens to be on a Friday night, which is probably likely. I would think that's usually a big night when fans can get out to a baseball game.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we will, we will see. Uh, so if, if, if that does happen, that, that will have some effect, um, on what happens on Friday night, Smackdown, depending on the calendar, uh, in the schedule of games, uh, but that that will you know that will also be affecting af- for Wednesday games because you know a lot of people watch baseball you know there's a reason why they call it America's game, uh, or, or something America's like that. pastime. Yeah, America's there you go. That's time. time. Hey, and, I've, and, you I've, know, I've champ- only been an American for less than two years. That's you know. I, That's true. I, I, I'm still learning this.
1: Peep and and championship games usually do draw better ratings you know even to casual fans similar to you know wrestling casual fans will watch WrestleMania, but they may not watch Raw and SmackDown in every single event throughout the year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, now, before we end the show, uh, we, we, we're, we're going to end with a doozy here. Uh, as it has been announced that Master, Master P. P is back in the wrestling business. <gasps> Master P has purchased House of Glory Wrestling.
1: Yes, fans. Uh, Leader of the infamous WCW Two Thousand stable, the No Limit Soldiers. uh, The original No Limit Soldier um, is now has purchased House of Glory. Now, and you know, they're for some people who may not be familiar, they're New York based. Um, professional wrestling, they, you know, have feature a lot of great, uh, Northeast stars. Um, you know, but I guess he saw some of the success that other people are having, you know, when you, you put your money into wrestling and maybe, you know, he didn't get the wrestling bug out of his system in, in WCW. Uh, you know, the no limit soldiers kind of went on after they stopped bringing him to every single show. Um, I mean, so far it's creating a little bit of buzz. I'm curious to see what all is able to come from it. Um, You know, I'm curious to see about uh, the gold tank uh, from the infamous uh, No Limit Soldier music video uh, where he had this giant gold tank in a basketball court. Um, You know, so I'm... I'm interested to see what it means for for House of Glory because there is a lot of, of talented people there. I've watched a lot of their stuff. You can find a lot of it on YouTube, um, you know. Uh, but it's yeah, I'm curious. It's piqued my interest, and I know it's piqued the interest of a lot of people, you know, for for a lot of comedy fodder. But at the same time, um, you know, different representation as well. You know, here we have a, an African American male now a major shareholder in a professional wrestling company with a lot of money backing it. Exactly. You know, does this mean they now get tell they're now going to television? Does this mean that they're, you know, start going to start running on, you know, fight TV or, you know, uh, pay-per-view type app that, that could help generate a lot more money. But right now it's creating buzz and it's bringing eyes to them, you know, that that may not have normally been on them.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if anything, this news is uh, uh, making all the fans say, "Oh, uh, oh no, uh, no, you, you didn't." <laughs> so, you, don't have a
1: bu- you don't have a button for a crowd response of "Oh, you didn't, you didn't yeah, have that queued yeah. in." That seemed like that would have been your perfect. Now that, that that that's, my, that's the, the
0: best. Oh, I have. It's- no, we'll you just don't do have. You see, I mean, no. let's.
2: No, let's 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 get away from that. What he just did because I was gonna do it, but he stole it. Um, let's oh. be honest. Uh, Master P brings that kind of rock and wrestling back in the '80s type deal back into this wrestling thing that we have going right now.
1: Billy Corgan's uh, got rock and wrestling. He's got rap and wrestling. Well, okay, get your shit okay. straight, lady. Wow!
0: Listen, listen, wow. listen, That was my that was my whistle to stop with for a moment. Let's remember, okay, this this company was founded by one of the, uh, I, I, in my opinion, one of the best uh, wrestlers in the world, uh, the Amazing Red, all right? And uh, I, I like to think that this guy, you know, I mean, I, well, he's retired a few times. Uh, I think he just came back from retirement again. Uh, to wrestle but, for New but, Japan, no less. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good reason to go, come out of retirement. Uh, The Super J Cup, yeah. You know, look, you you can only – I guess he can only do so much before he can get some, uh, you know, H-E-L-P and and cash in before he can retire again. Uh, Mm. But, yeah, this company – let's let's not forget also, uh, if I remember correctly, Ricochet was uh, their inaugural champion. So a lot of great wrestlers uh, have come through this company. And the other funny thing is that the Lucha Brothers are currently uh, tag team champions in the Hogs. Uh, they're contracted with fi- well, I don't know if they're contracted by uh, AEW, but you know, I, I-, I think somebody is going to have a say about that at some point.
1: I think I think the Lucha Brothers are not signed with um, AEW like exclusively in the US because of their AAA contracts. I right. think they're kind of restricted it somewhat. They can do, they can sign for, you know, uh, per event kind of things, but I don't think they can actually sign the kind of contract AEW wanted, you know, was having everybody else sign um, because they essentially are, are signed elsewhere. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know if they're, you know, if new, what's going to happen? I mean, this news just broke this week, you know, that he bought in, you know, that he be, so we don't know what exactly, um, it's it's gonna do what what exactly it's gonna mean? You know, do they start anew? Do they strip champions and and start fresh and bring in a you know keep some of their regular roster but bring in a fresh roster? Are they gonna start signing people to contracts? Like we really have no clue. Um, what exactly what exactly it's gonna mean?
0: Well, China with Master knew- P and his No Limit Soldiers, uh, stripping is definitely not out of the question.
2: Oh my gosh! I thought I was good with the bad puns. My goodness.
1: Are we going to see a return of the West Texas Rednecks?
0: Uh, I mean, ha- I, I I mean most, them most of I, the-
1: mean,
0: I think Barry is dealing with that's alive. Well, you know,
1: a, a new version of the West Texas Rednecks, of course, is, is yes, most of them have passed. I know uh-huh. at least two of the four have passed. Uh, Henning and, and Dunkham. And then it was Wyndham, I, and who was the fourth?
0: The other Wyndham, Kendall.
1: Okay, Kendall. Is okay, Kendall okay. still
0: alive? I don't know. Let, let's let's Google. Let's use the Google machine here. Uh, live on the radio, Kendall Wyndham. Are you alive or dead? Wow. Kendall like a- Wyndham's still alive, but he retired in two thousand and two because okay. you know who's gonna give him a job. It's not like he was very good. Um, uh, well, you know, I think we were, you know, the B team is going nowhere. I mean, maybe Curtis Ugh. and Axel can ask for his release and join the new West Texas Rangers or whatever they call themselves.
2: They're not even booked. You just, you guys just, wow,
0: okay. Uh, Look, get the other window. I mean, Rotunda, right? He's a Wyndham. Yes, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. Yes, Mo Dallas. is a Wyndham. So yeah, get him too. A- and there you go. You just uh, you just made up for two of them. Uh, oh gosh, who, who else did we say that? Uh, Bobby Duncan Jr. Is there a Duncan that's in the wrestling business? Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> does Bobby Duncan that. Jr. have a third? Listen, I got your you.
2: you person, Trevor Murdoch. Put him in there.
0: Uh, you know. I mean this is fine, but you know, I don't know. So? Um, yeah, I just don't I don't see he has uh, no, nope, he doesn't have anybody. That's all right. You can do it with three you know, look look at the Jonas Brothers. You know, you can do a trio anytime. Trios are the thing these days.
2: Why do you but, know yeah. the Jonas Brothers?
0: Because then they just come back from their own retirement.
2: I don't know. I don't know the Jonas Brothers. And that's me saying that.
0: Well, that is what it is. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, M- Master P, uh, Hog, uh, possibly stripping of some titles, uh, and making them say, oh, that's basically all I got out of that. And apparently, it's big Danny's interest. Um, let, let, let that. Uh, be what you think of. Uh, but it'll be definitely interesting to see uh, what happens uh, with uh, House of Glory. Um, you know, I mean, we see what, you know, Billy Corgan has done with the NWA. Uh, and no, I'm not talking about the right group, uh, but uh, I'm talking about the, the National Wrestling Alliance and the TV show Power which I have yet not to to watch. I believe Danny's watched it. Mika, did you watch it yet, the first episode? I have watched
2: the first episode, yes. All
0: right, so I haven't watched it. Uh, let me watch it, and we can talk about this next week. But I definitely intrigued about Power with three R's. That's uh, right. And it's, uh, it's available on the YouTube uh, for free for everyone to watch. Check it out. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh good reviews on the Twitter machine by people. But, you know, people's opinions are like whatever to me anyways.
1: You can also watch it on uh, the NWA's Facebook page. They have not only clip videos, but also the uh, entire first episode as of now. um, They're on the website to watch. So if you don't want to go to YouTube, you can
0: watch it on Facebook. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but this first episode features Nick Aldis versus Team Storm. Team yes.
1: Storm, yes, uh, it does. NWA world title match, Tim Storm's la- last opportunity. That was what he had to put on the line in order to gain the championship match. If he loses, he will never receive a shot at the NWA championship again. Not just during Aldis's reign, but ever it was the stipulation of that. Um, and you get to meet a lot of the you know some of the talent that you see will be featured, you know, and some uh it, you get to feel the format of the show. So yeah, it, watch it, enjoy it, and we'll uh we'll talk about at least episode one, if not episode two, as well next week.
0: Yeah, and Lord knows, Team Storm sorry I had one title shot too many before this one, but uh enough about that. That. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next Thursday night uh, with another episode of FOW Live here on the Podbean app. Make sure that uh, you check us out on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F. Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next week, keep watching wrestling.